everyone. Thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report, uh, which, by the way, is much more than just a daily report. Um, we believe it's really a knowledge platform, okay, from which we communicate thought leadership on various strategic topics uh, through the daily reports, yes, but also these podcasts. We also do webinars and live events, hopefully in the future. So, and along with our uh, chief strategist, Shelley Cohan, also, by the way, a professor at FIT and Syracuse University, we welcome you to our conversation on the topic of back to school shopping intentions for 2022. Um, and I am uh, thrilled to have a guest today from a company that has been a longtime collaborator with the Robin Report, and we love them. <laughs> so uh, please welcome Sarah Galvez, Manager of Corporate Communications at Cotton Incorporated. Some of the key points that we're going to be covering today, um, of course, will include inflation and how it is affecting uh, parents back to school purchases, uh, how it's affecting uh, purchasing decision drivers and influences for back to school apparel, and why cotton is a solid um, choice uh, for their children's back to school clothes. So Sarah, can we start out by you um, first, uh, tell us a little bit about Cotton Incorporated and what the company does and a little more about your role at the company. Um, then we'll jump right into our topics. Sure. Thank you so much, Robin, for having me on to talk about this year's back to school season. Very excited. Cotton Incorporated is a research and marketing company representing cotton, and it's funded by U.S. cotton growers and importers. The company provides cutting edge scientific research, innovative product development, comprehensive textile industry expertise, robust consumer data insights, and dynamic consumer marketing for all things cotton. So we literally do everything from dirt to shirt as it relates to cotton. Your listeners may also recognize us as the company behind the iconic seal of cotton trademark or the fabric of our lives campaigns. So I am the manager of corporate communications at Cotton Incorporated, and I've actually been with the company for over eight years now. I'm in charge of developing content for the company's corporate social media pages, which include Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And I also work closely with our corporate strategy and insights department to help disseminate all the data that we gather through our lifestyle monitor survey. And so this is among many other things related to communications and public relations as well. Wow. Thank you, Sarah. I love the phrase dirt to shirt. Yeah. That's awesome. Too. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I, I mean, Cotton Incorporated is really a significant advocate of the entire cotton industry, oh. from the way cotton is grown to the way it ends up in consumers' hands. And the expert knowledge in all the various studies and campaigns coming out of the company really speaks to the depth and the breadth of insights provided by the company. Is it true that Cotton Inc. has been sharing globally for 30 years a lot of its insights and research? 
Yes. Um, you know, Shelly, we've become known as this trusted resource for every link in the cotton supply chain. So Cotton Incorporated itself celebrated its 50th year in 2020. Wow. And the Lifestyle Mon yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. And the Lifestyle Monitor Survey has been measuring the consumer uh, attitudes and habits since 1994. So definitely almost 30 years. Um, the ongoing research program, it focuses on topics related to apparel, sustainability, home textile, shopping, retail, fiber selection, preference, and it, the list goes on and on. So, so much more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this Amazing. survey is also overseen by the Corporate Strategy and Insights Department at Cotton Incorporated. And this department, they also produce our Global Lifestyle Monitor Survey, Cotton Supply Chain Insights Reports, um, reports on commodity economics, special surveys that focus on topics of interest, increasingly things like the environment and active wear as that becomes more popular. So something that many people do not realize is that as a commodity, we're also a not-for-profit not program, that all of our messaging is actually governed by the USDA. So that means all of our public marketing and advertising materials all go through what is called an agricultural marketing service review. So, you know, Cotton Incorporated will never make a claim that's not scientifically proven about cotton or any other fiber. And this means you can really trust that any research, messaging, or comparable studies that we share. Yeah, you know, Sarah, Cotton Incorporated truly does have uh, such credible insights and provides information that we can all truly trust. Um, and, and this is so important these days when we just don't know if the information we're see, seeing and hearing is something we can, can count on. So now let's dive in and discuss a topic that has been relevant for some time now, which is the big I word inflation and what its impact on this year's back to school season will be. And Sarah, as you know, while the planning for back to school took place months ago, for many of our viewers and listeners, um, with inflation as the number one discussion point, it's interesting to see what the new normal is for retailers and what consumers are placing their priorities on. So, and we know that, that your data contains a, a lot of interesting findings, including new trends that are emerging, uh, you know, what, what, what of that can you share with us? Yes, Robin, lots of interesting data is emerging. So um, inflation is certainly having an effect this year. Mm -hmm. uh, for those parents who need to purchase back to school items, a full 85% are saying that the current economic situation and inflation are affecting their back to school shopping. Um, and also more than half of shoppers at 59% are saying that their clothing purchases are going to be impacted mm. the most. So, yeah. yeah, along with electronics is next at 58% and school supplies like notebooks, pencils, et cetera, are also at 58%. Um, however, we do know that parents are looking at ways they can get all the clothes and supplies they need for their kids. And over half of parents at 63% are saying that they're going to be just taking better advantage of sales and promotions uh, during this time. And 52% will be buying fewer items of clothing for their kids as well. 48% of parents are also looking to buy more used or secondhand clothing. And 33% are also going to be accepting more hand-me-downs from family and friends. 
That's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, we certainly know that several big retailers are looking for ways to offer more discounts on items, yeah. particularly over the summer. And many suggest that this kind of price cutting that's going on that we're seeing will seep into fall. Of course, Walmart, Target, among others, are really have an overload of stock. So as you know, Sarah, the industry is really trying to get back to normal or what a lot of us are calling, you know, the new quote unquote normal. Um, and, and people have asked, they've asked me, they've asked Robin, you know, how does Walmart and Target get caught off guard holding too much inventory when with the amount of infrastructure they have? both in terms of technology, supply chain, business insights. Well, here's how we've never, ever been in this position before. So this whole idea of historical references can just be thrown out. There's really kind of three major areas of impact. You know, one is increasing levels of inflation, especially gas, although we saw gas prices, you know, coming down just in time for back to school. Utilities and food, you know, all this inflation price pricing has a dire impact on the fashion businesses. The second major impact really is this demand shifting from physical products to services. This has also negatively impacted inventory levels. And, you know, the third real influence is this return to work in summer and fall has shifted consumer spending uh, and where they're spending, you know, in categories. So, Shelves are sitting with an overabundance of sweats and athleisure wear as more workers are heading back to the office and retailers, you know, really selling work attire will benefit from this, of course. And we've seen kind of a, a, a back and forth seesaw with the, the apparel sales uh, over the last few months. So an oversaturation of products in the marketplace is bad for retailers. However, it's great for consumers because all the prices, you know, end up dropping. And back to school is a period that has become more elongated across more months, starting in August and running even through as late as Thanksgiving. People are still buying their back to school, you know, late into November. Many students are really going back to school literally for the first time, being meaning they're going to be on campus. I think this will certainly help with the back to school season for a lot of retailers. However, this plays into another topic for back to school season and that's COVID and it's many variants. So many of the retailers stocked up on different types of items that were more popular during the height of the pandemic. Now shopping habits have started changing again. So I have to ask you, Sarah, is COVID still having an impact on back to school? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. Uh, unfortunately, COVID's still happening, uh, wow. but thankfully, you know, concerns are definitely lessening as compared to last year in 2021. So, so that's a good sign. Um, we found that while parents are still very concerned about COVID, they're actually significantly more likely at 64% to say that things need to return to normal, even if there is a risk. So that's definitely changed there. Interesting. Yeah, an overwhelming majority of parents, also at 70%, they also agree that we should keep public health measures like wearing masks, even if COVID-19 numbers continue to improve. So, however, this year we do see the increase of children returning to in-person learning, which is really great. 74% have plans to return to school in person for, you know, the 2022-2023 
2023 school year, while 8% plan to attend virtually and another 7% will have that hybrid schedule. Yeah, you know, Sarah, um, <laughs> as we wade into this kind of a perfect storm of inflation, the uh, overhanging COVID monster, uh, it certainly tells us that parents really do have an enormous amount of things to think about uh, this back to school season. Um, you know, parents almost have to think strategically about what they can and will buy, uh, you know, what they may sacrifice due to inflation. And, and of course, the kids always have a say in what they want. And how will the parents explain why they can't have whatever it is? You know, especially when all their friends and social media are raving over something seen on TikTok or <laughs> some other social, you know, media. Ouch, as I say. Uh, and on the other side, when retailers were making back to school plans, how was inflation considered? And how much of an impact uh, did COVID have on their buying this year? Yeah, I mean, Robin, it is so easy for us to play Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, I know. Um, but here, here's what's kind of happening in the industry. And in hindsight, was some, some retailers might be thinking about going forward. As you mentioned, you know, back to school products were purchased back in September, December of 2021. Right. Um, some companies may have purchased them earlier this year, January, February. And we kept hearing about during this time frame possible recession, possible recession, but the revenues kept coming in and the sales kept coming in. And while inflation and COVID were considerations in the buying process, this whole shift of consumer demand is what really caused the current situation with inventory or an overabundance of inventory. Right. So along yep. with along with this changing consumer demand evolutions in technology and reliance on a typically long supply chain make fashion business businesses super susceptible to fluctuations in the economy. In October of 2021, was a buyer thinking about its consumer spending more on gas and therefore less on its product offering? I'm yeah. not so sure. Supply chain networks, you know, are being overhauled. With some companies really looking at near or onshoring to bring production closer to the customer and quite frankly the competition uh, many brands are investing in diversified networks to add flexibility for example last year when the ports were clogged on the west coast levi's was able to shift logistics to the east coast because they have a diversified model the key is really building more flexibility into the supply chain to be able to respond better to demand and the shifts in demand. And the article is the time right for North America supply chain. This was written by one of Robin Report uh, writers, Sarah Holbrook. Uh, she mentioned Mattel moving its production facilities from Asia to Mexico. In an interview with Reuters, Gabrielle Galvin, this is uh, Mattel's Latin America manage direct, managing director said, being able to have product close to your consumer and not having to transport it from Asia is going to be more profitable. Now, I know Mattel is not a fashion brand, uh, but certainly toys have a lot riding on Q4 for sure. As we've seen in past years, a hot toy has to be in stock for the holidays. You got that right, Shelley. And you know, the turmoil of this year, along with the past few years, uh, may provide some valuable insights for retailers 
as they look ahead and, and plan uh, for the season next year. Many have, uh, many might have to learn, you know, to be more flexible. And how many times have we used a similar word, more agile? And also, uh, they should take a closer look at their inventories more frequently as things are constantly changing. And, and frankly, there are still supply chain disruptions out there. Anyway, uh, despite these uh, constantly shifting dynamics, kids are still returning to school this fall. In fact, some have already started heading back. So Sarah, can you give us an idea of how much parents are looking to spend during back to school this year? And what are they planning on buying? Sure. Well, we do have good news here. So, but no matter what, parents need to buy, uh, you know, new clothes for their kids. So 87% are planning on doing just that for this, this back to school season. Um, thankfully, our survey has actually surprisingly found that parents are planning on spending a significant amount more this year than they did in 2021. So back to school clothing shoppers plan to spend about $520 on clothes per person this year, which is up from 41%, uh, uh, sorry, up 41% from 368 in 2020. So wow, a lot over 2020. Yeah, significant. Yeah, it's great. Um, and for the most part, you know, parents are focusing on buying the basics for their kids, like socks, t-shirts, pants, jeans. Um, we actually found that nearly a quarter of back-to-school shopping parents say their children's favorite clothing items to our school are jeans, 23%. It's followed by shirts and tops, 22%, leggings and jeggings at 19%, shorts at 18%, and dresses at 14%. So, you know, this is all a great sign for cotton, especially since our survey found that over four in five parents at 84% prefer their children to be dressed in cotton for, you know, overall, not just for the school year. Um, the majority of back to school clothing shoppers say they prefer their children's t-shirts uh, at 86%, school uniforms even 74%. Sweatshirts, 71%, denim jeans, 69%, casual pants, 65%, skirts and dresses, 61%, and activewear, 55%, to be made of cotton rather than man-made fibers like polyester or rayon. Yeah, well, we know that cotton is a perennial favorite for parents. Yes. Um, what reasons have parents given for why they shop for cotton, especially for, for their children, Sarah? Yes. Well, three quarters of parents actually planning to purchase back to school clothes for their kids. So they're most likely to look for comfort. So that's 75% of parents. Um, they also look for qual you know, quality clothes at 68%, durability, 53%, function, 42%. Uh, and sustainability of clothing is actually increasing. It's right now at 36%, which is up significantly significantly from last year, which was only at 21%. So that sustainability factor is definitely growing as well. Um, and so many of these reasons are why parents look for cotton when you know making purchasing decisions. The majority of back to school clothing shoppers say they prefer their children's clothing to be made from cotton because it's comfortable, 70%, soft, 68%, feels good, 61%, and breathable at 54%. 
Wow, Sarah, that's really interesting. I, I love wearing cotton. I yeah. can't I can't really fashion the jegging very well. <laughs> but um Me neither. big fan of cotton. <laughs> I know. But uh, now that we know what parents are looking for, we need to look at where are they going to be doing their shopping. So there's lots of data that suggest, and actually some brands have already confirmed this, but there's a notion that there's a tailing off of digital business. Mm -hmm. um, and this has been experienced from shoppers in 2022 and more so as we've seen in the second half of the year. With the change in retail over the past few years, have parents really changed the way they're doing their shopping? Uh, you're right. You know, this past few years have certainly had big an impact on parents have been shopping uh, these days. You know, however, we have found that there it's starting to shift back in store, which is definitely interesting and, you know, yeah. different from what a lot of people have been saying. So, you know, the majority of parents at 62% are still planning on purchasing most items in store for this school year. So this is up significantly from last year when it was only 50, 56% of parents, you know, when COVID concerns were still much higher last year as well. Um, but it's still down, unfortunately, from 2019 uh, before the pandemic began, which was, you know, 71% of parents. Additionally, 38% of parents are planning on buying their back-to-school items online, which is down from 44% last year. Interesting. Wow, yeah. yeah. However, the majority of back-to-school clothing shoppers at 54% plan you know, to buy their clothes at mass merchants, followed by Amazon, which is 45% of parents, off-price retailers at 36%, specialty retailers at 32%. Chain real retailers is also 32%. You know, special children's stores at 31%. Fast fashion stores at 27%. And department stores at 24%. Well, Sarah, you know, to me, this is very interesting and actually a welcome development. Yes. You know, yeah, a, a decade ago, the brick and mortar guys, the retailers were shaking in their boots about the amortization, right, of retail. That's right, Robin. Yeah. In short, <laughs> e-commerce would put them out of business. This is what they were thinking back then. Yeah. It didn't, and it will not. In fact, the brick and mortar retailers have proven their advantage, mm -hmm. actually, with Omnichannel, where the consumer spends three to five times as much when having more than one channel to shop. That, of course, is why Amazon and the rest of the pure digital players now realize that they must open physical stores. It's, it's an imperative for them today. Anyway, as they shop this season, uh, what is influencing parents as they make their purchases, Sarah? We, we hear uh, that Gen Z plays an increasingly large role you know what is being sold but are they having as big a role in what is being purchased yes well you know robin we're still learning a lot about gen z as they're still up and coming you know becoming more of that consumer um while the retailer might be influenced by gen z we still know that over two in five parents at 44 percent say they're making the back to school clothing purchase decisions by themselves so almost mm. half though at 46 percent are making these decisions together with their children. So, you know, the influence of the younger generations is definitely starting to have a pull. Um, 
many parents are also looking at what their kids already like and own. You know, 47% of parents are doing that as they buy back to school clothes for their kids. And 30% are taking a look at what their kids' friends are wearing to see what their, mm. you know, their own kids might like. However, for those people doing back to school shopping for themselves, they're actually drawing inspiration from social media sites. So 57% of people are doing that above everything else. You know, almost half are looking to their friends for inspiration, 48%, and 25% are looking right to celebrities to see, you know, what the newest trends might be. Yeah, these, these statistics you're coming up with are really great. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sarah, as I said earlier, <clears throat> my gut really tells me and as your numbers kind of verify, uh, kids today, I believe, do have a greater deal of influence on their parents, certainly more than when I was growing up back in the dark ages. <laughs> uh, so, Sarah, once again, um, you and Kotnick have provided us and our audience with really significant and relevant information, you know, on how retailers and brands should engage their customers uh, this back to school season. So I just want to thank you so much. And we were honored actually to have your participation. And by the way, please tell our listeners and viewers how to reach you and become a supporter of Cotton Incorporated's mission in life. Sure. Well, you know, thank you so much, Robin and Shelly, for having me today. It was so wonderful to speak with both of you about this, you know, very, very timely topic. Um, most importantly, I would say follow and engage with Cotton Incorporated on our corporate social media channels, which are Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And please visit our website at lifestylemonitor.cottoninc.com to learn more about consumer research um, around inflation and back to school trends and all many, many other things throughout the year. Well, thank you again, Sarah. I echo Robin's thoughts as well. It's always a pleasure to have you here. We love Cotton Inc. We love what you do for the industry. And for our listeners, you can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and therobinreport.com. Look for us on YouTube where we broadcast most of our podcasts. And please follow us on social media, link in with us, and follow us on Twitter, the latest thoughts about the industry. And I want to thank all of our listeners one more time very much for joining us. And as I do every week, um, if any of you have a, a topic that you've been thinking about and that you would like Shelly and I to cover, uh, just send me an email at robin at therobinreport.com. Thank you very much again. Thank you.